Welcome to this rebroadcast of Hope in the Night. We hope the content of this program will bring you biblical hope and practical help. Now here's Hope in the Night with June Hunt. Welcome to Hope in the Night, late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help and on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. June, let's say I have a critical person in my life. I don't think I do at this point, but uh, I have in the past. And and Mm -hmm. how do people who have that uh, person in their life, that person who's just critical all the time, how do you you manage that? How do you live with a person with a critical spirit? Mm. Well, uh, very candidly, I've been around both those who have a critical spirit and those who don't. Very candidly... There's no joy when you have to be around someone most of the time with a critical spirit. Mm. Um, People with a critical spirit, I call them, uh, they're like porcupines. (laughs) When they feel threatened, they push out their barb-like quills to protect themselves and can deeply stab your heart. I don't think we feel safe with a sharp, quilled person. Uh, We know as surely as they can attack others, often without justification, they can just as easily turn on us Hmm. without provocation. So you just don't know when that person might turn their quill toward you. So, unfortunately... Those who have a critical spirit, um, they don't recognize this negative character flaw in themselves. You know what they're like, Jeff? What's that? I'm not critical. I'm just right. And they're very defiant. I'm right. Mm -hmm. So if you try to have a close relationship with someone who has a, I call them a porcupine personality, realize it's next to impossible to embrace a porcupine without getting hurt. And you'd need to prepare yourself if you have no choice. And then if you're being subjected to the jabs of an unjust critic beyond guard, you could get into the same negative pattern um, even by jabbing back. Hmm. And that is not going to work. So... If you've been um, initiating the barbs, if you're the porcupine person, uh, the guaranteed solution to stop from barbing another person is uh, one profound sentence spoken by Jesus. It's called the golden rule. Do to others as you would have them do to you. Would you want to be treated this way? That's Luke six thirty one. You know, ju- just imagine if every person with a critical spirit were to apply this passage every moment of every day, the transformation would be life-changing. No more barbs, no more jabs, no more sharp pointed quills, just the permanent change of a life reflecting the love of Christ. But realize it all starts with a change of perspective. 
how you view others. Do you look at another person with a critical eye? Um, pay close attention um, to detail. Uh, this can be very helpful because some people do not uh, have eyes to see themselves. So look with, I'm, I'm just saying, to, to look with a critical spirit means to be microscopically focused on faults. In fact, I, I often say a person with a critical spirit is a fault finder. Yes. And yes. guess what? Hmm. Fault finders seldom find anything else. Why? Because they're not looking for anything else. They're looking for the fault. Now, they feel powerful when they do this. Yeah, I call it the seesaw. Uh, they feel they're up on the seesaw, up in the air, over another person. Um, that's not healthy, just to feel up because you're criticizing somebody else. So to save us from this... I could call it a sickness. Um, let's seek to see another person as the Lord sees us through the compassionate eyes of Christ. In fact, I've often thought, I, I actually for years have had a favorite scripture, meaning it would be in my top ten. It's First Thessalonians 5.11. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 Encourage one another and build each other up. I don't see anywhere in the Bible where we read discourage one another and tear each other down. That's right. Hmm. So it's 1 Thessalonians 5.11 Encourage one another and build each other up. And the word courage, encourage, Courage means confidence. You cause another to be confident. You can invest so much in the lives of those who are around you if you become an encourager. But that means you're not focusing on faults. Yes, another person may have a fault, but your focus isn't that. It's, it's what can that, be, that person become? And you encourage them to be confident to literally help others as God would have us literally live our lives. No matter what you're facing, there's hope. Sometimes it's hard to believe that. When we face challenges at home, work, in our family, or maybe a private struggle, it can be hard to see what God is doing. The good news is you're not alone. If you're facing a difficult life issue, we'd love to help. Give us a call at 1-800-NIGHT-17 to talk with June Hunt on the Hope in the Night broadcast. You can talk with June about any issue, whether it's family, marriage, anxiety, anger, abuse, grief, or just the everyday stress of life. June would love to hear your story and work through it together with God's Word. The Bible says there is surely a future hope for you, and your hope will not be cut off. If you'd like to talk with June, give us a call at 1-800-NIGHT-17. That's 1-800-644-4817. Your story might bless someone else's life. 
What does the Bible say about anxiety, abuse, or grief? Does the Bible really say anything about addiction, boundaries, or dealing with difficult people? As June Hunt has often said, there really are biblical solutions to all of life's struggles. We are excited to let you know about the newest and most comprehensive resource from June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart, the Care and Counsel Library. Developed over a span of 35 years with the help of pastors, counselors, and ministry leaders, the Care and Counsel Library is a 50-topic, 10-volume set of books which provide clear answers from God's Word on real-life issues. This is a must-have resource for anyone who wants to grow in biblical wisdom. And right now, you can save 25% when you get the whole set. Check out the Care and Counsel Library today at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. That's hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. You are listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we'll get to our caller in just a moment. If you have any questions about tonight's topic or any number of topics, we have over 100 of our Keys for Living that will help you to address your situation. And uh, Keys for Living just provide biblical hope and practical help on a variety of topics. And one is sure to connect with something that you are dealing with in your life. So just talk to our customer support team. They'll be happy to recommend something for you, or maybe as you help someone else you care about, you'd like to pass along some resources. Customer support can let you know what the the right resources would be. Their number is 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they'd be happy to talk with you about that. I want to mention one of our keys for living is uh, called Critical Spirit, Confronting the Heart of a Critic. And customer support will be glad to help you with that resource or, as I said, any other that would uh, help you the most. Their number, again, 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. If you'd like to look at a full listing of our resources, you can go to the website at hopefortheheart.org slash store. There you'll find uh, a lot of updated keys for living. I mentioned before, but they are, are updating them all the time and new titles being added monthly to this area of the Keys for Living, and uh, we have topics such as stress, anxiety, fear, abuse, marriage, parenting, and so many more. And also you'll find there at the website the video-based training program called Lifeline to Hope. That's really designed to equip church members and volunteer leaders in the church to become biblical caregivers. So you want to go there. It's all at hopefortheheart.org slash store. But we want to welcome our caller for tonight. This evening we have Charles. Well, hello, Charles. Welcome to Hope. Uh, how you doing, Jen? I'm blessed to talk with you. How can we help you? Um, I've been a long-time listener, so I'm finally I feel blessed that I could talk to you. Wonderful. Thank you. What's on your mind? Well, I've been seeing this girl for about a year. Uh, we reunited on Facebook through another friend of mine. And uh, she, the last eight to ten years, uh, had been through a lot of trauma, uh, losing her daughter in a car accident, Hmm. Uh, seeing her in the body bag uh, eight years ago, um, the father of her husband dying, and she lost her mother this year. So uh, Many losses. I'm sorry, what? Many losses. Yes, yes. And I mean, she was at a point where she was traumatized, where 
she claimed she was hospitalized because she couldn't remember where she was born. She had amnesia, she claims, uh-huh. at, at, at one point. And But, uh, but uh, you know, she's okay now. I mean, she rem- remembers where she's born and everything. So seeing her the last year, you know, she was uh, been taking care of her mom before she died back in July. And and during that time period, uh, I always knew that she was on on edge. She's a follower of Jesus, like I am. Yes, accepted mm-hmm. Christ, but being on edge, just nobody else to take care of her in the family. And uh, brother and sister, just so just a big load. So that that was very hard for hard for. Her. So during this time, or during our relationship. Uh, she would get really negative, and she would apologize the next time. And so I've been really patient with her about it, and understanding because she's mm-hmm. she's gone through a lot. I have feelings toward her. We haven't slept together, but uh, you know, uh, a lot of affection. I care for. Her. So um, as time, like I said, time would go on. It'd be like Jekyll and Hyde. You know, real negative. Blah blah blah. And then say, I'm sorry, then make up, you're this, David, you know, you're that. So I've been really mm-hmm. patient with her. But this year, we went to the fair together. And uh, she put something on Facebook. Uh, she didn't like to be put on Facebook. I, I, I was eating a corny dog. And I said, okay, let's put it on together. Oh, and I, I don't put myself on Facebook. So I posted it. And people were chiming in on saying they like the comment. Well, yum, that looks good. And somebody asked me how much it cost. And they were kind of off a couple of dollars, and I told them, you know, 22 bucks. So she got on and posted like, a, you know, Charles is, is a mooch. You know, he's a swindler. You know, he didn't pay for that. And that, that was really hurtful. Wow. But I don't, like, I don't like carrying resentment. I've been down that road before. Yeah, yeah. So I just, um, I know she's been through a lot. I want to be loving. I forgive her, but I don't want to subject him stuff like that because her memory is bad i i honestly think and, and I've, been, I've been defending her people say oh you know that's just unacceptable she needs to apologize that's unacceptable out of line and i'm saying you know in my heart I, I think she doesn't remember when it comes to money you know when she's buying me stuff and i paid her back that day she doesn't remember that i i really think because her memory's bad and it causes her to get frustrated and it causes problems in our relationship so I just don't know at this point. Um, I, I don't. I, I forgive her. I don't. I don't like her resentment, but I don't want to subject myself that to, you know in that situation again. So I just. I don't know what to do. So what I'm hearing is there are times when you're being accused, or she'll say things that are genuinely hurtful, but she's actually in error of what she's saying, and yet she feels justified at the time. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, so she, yeah she's saying things, accusing things not true, and and she's in error, correct. And what did you say after that part? Well, that, that uh, she feels justified at the time. Yes. So, um, now does she always come back and then apologize? Or most of the time? Uh, yeah, 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 she has. When she said send me some negative text, she, she she's apologized the next day and said, and, and will say stuff like, you know, totally opposite of 
David Johnson. I mean, I mean, Charles, you're great. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in this, you know, blah, blah, you're, you're, you're great with that. You're great with that. And, uh, but according to the text, I'm, I'm you know, uh, I'm, I'm a flawed person, you know, I'm, you know, a piece of junk or whatever. You know, I don't have it together. You know, I'm, I'm warped or what's the word I'm thinking of? I, I can't think of the word I'm thinking of. Well, I'll tell you what I'm thinking of, and that is there is a highly significant passage. I, You know, there are people who will say, well, this ought to be in the top ten, whatever. Well, this is an unusual scripture that I would put in the top ten. It's uh, in uh, Timothy first, uh, or let me think, it uh, five five eleven, First uh, Thessalonians five eleven. It says, okay. in, uh, "It says encourage one another and build each other up. Right. Encourage one another and build each other up." First Thessalonians five eleven. Now let me tell you why I'm saying this. I have many times thought, nobody else has said this that I know of, but um, if everyone focused on that, what a world we would have. What a difference we would have to be encouragers, not discouragers. Because the Bible does not say discourage one another and tear each other down, right? Okay, so, uh, by the way, is she a true, a true authentic Christian, as far as you know? Um, yeah, I mean, as, as follower or known, as I know, because I feel her spirit, even though there's the, 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 the negativity, too. So, if that makes sense. It, it, what I'm wondering is, would she have... The motivation, if, if she says she's sorry, then what better way to counter it than use the Word of God? And that means um, if she is a true authentic Christian, she would have especially motivation to do this. And then that would be before... She texts anything. Does it stand the test? Encourage one another and build each other up. And see if she really wants to work on this. Does she know that it does impact you? That it, I mean, it would, it would hurt me if I cared about someone and would hear these, they, they sound like, um, what what you described was quite negative and did not uh, in any way put you in a good light. No, no, no. And, and you know, I mentioned that she has always apologized. This time around, that happened like 21 to 23 days ago. She has not officially apologized. Sometimes I wonder, you know, because of her, her disability, you know, uh, it, you know if, she'll, if she gets my text... And she gets my text, and she'll what's the word? She'll process it. She did send me one the other day, the first time in twenty three years, and she said she just asked me what I what I'm doing, and I was direct with her what I was doing. You know, I, I told her what I was doing, but I did not 
uh, I didn't go back and hash what I put on, put on the text, left her with tw- 23 days mm-hmm. ago that, you know, you should apologize to me. You're right of line. I, s- I said, I know you've been through a lot. You know, I love you and care for you, but you were out of line. If that's unacceptable, I, I need an apology. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a way to do that. Another thing, would she be willing to go for counsel, to get counsel? Would she? Um, you know, I've, I've mentioned that, to, you know, before this, posted the thing on Facebook, the big, the, you know, the the big thing that was hurt, hurtful the most, most, you know, when the other stuff, during the relationship, the negative, and apologize the next day. I have mentioned the counselor, and, and she said when she got hospitalized eight years ago and experienced a trauma that uh, she had a counselor, but they said that they were really, uh, and I thought she said Christian counseling, they said they were really judgmental towards towards her, saying, you know, you're, you're this and you're that, you know, feeling judgmental towards her. Well, what we're talking about, for example, um, we have at our ministry um, around 15 licensed professional counselors, and they are all biblically solid, and it's called Hope Works, meaning that's the name of uh, the counseling ministry. Hope Works, because true hope, that's biblical hope, does work, because it's grounded in Christ and and his word, the the word of God. And so, I don't know what kind of counsel she received, but um, if you go, and I'm not suggesting that this is the only place you should even look, but to have people who are, uh, who help us, and by the way, the the word counsel is, I, I like that word counsel, because the Bible says first, Seek the counsel of the Lord. First, seek the counsel of the Lord. And the point is, let's see what we can do to line up our lives. And in my opinion, we're all learners. I mean, I'm, I'm just a learner. I just present myself as I, I, I want to always stay being a learner. There's more to learn. And I want to be better than where I am today with whatever I learn. And it can be presented as an opportunity to grow, an opportunity to be uh, discipled. But it sounds to me like she has what I would call a critical spirit. And she may not know what to do about it. struggle to believe that God loves you, that He accepts you, forgives you, and sees you as His precious, beloved child? So many people have a distorted picture of God that He is distant, disappointed, or doesn't care about what's going on in our lives. The truth is, God cares about you more than you know. We want to encourage you to check out June Hunt's popular devotional, Seeing Yourself Through God's Eyes. In this 31-day devotional, June Hunt provides compassionate, biblical insight to help you understand and embrace the life-changing identity you have in Christ. Each day provides a biblical truth along with a short reflection and journaling questions to help you see yourself through God's eyes. 
We give this devotional to every caller on Hope in the Night because it has changed so many lives. Get a copy of June Hunt's devotional for yourself or a loved one at junehunt.org. class Hope Together Conference is returning to Allen, Texas this October with leading experts and over 50 ministry training sessions, including crisis and trauma response, lay counseling, marriage and family, mental and emotional health, life coaching, and leadership. Hear from dynamic speakers featuring Nick Vujicic, Taya Kyle, Gary Wilkerson, James Ward, General Bob Dees, Steve Arterburn, Dr. Joshua Straub, Dr. Eric Scalise, and our very own June Hunt. Join a genuine supportive community of like-minded friends and leaders who have answered the call and discover our growing network with year-round support for your ministry needs. Register now at hopetogether.com. That's hopetogether.com. And don't miss the life-changing experience of the Hope Together Conference. You're listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. This is a ministry of Hope for the Heart, offering God's truth for today's problems. We exist because of your ongoing prayers and continued support of this ministry. We thank you for that. If you have any questions or concerns about the topic of critical spirit, just talk to our customer support team. They're at 800-488-HOPE, and they're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. They'll help you access the appropriate resources. Maybe that resource on the critical spirit is one that would relate to you or something you're struggling with in life, or maybe they can recommend something else that would be more appropriate for your situation. But the keys for living on critical spirit called confronting the heart of a critic. And we also have, as we're talking about that tonight, we have the uh, keys for living on dating called Great Relating When Dating. And uh, you can talk to customer support about that as well. If you'd like to email them, you may do so at Hope for the Heart, excuse me, at customer support at hopefortheheart.org. That's customer support at hopefortheheart.org and ask your questions regarding topics and resources discussed in tonight's program. That email address again, customer support at hopefortheheart.org. A reminder, if you'd like to be a part of the program here, just call us at 800 night 17 and we'd like to talk with you about what questions you'd have and uh, to schedule you for a future broadcast of Hope in the Night. That's 800 night 17 and we do have availability coming up in the next few days. We'd like for you to be a part of the program. Let's get back to our conversation now with Charles. Hey, Charles, I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. Um, when I say uh, Wimbledon, does that make you think of some kind of a championship? It, it, it absolutely, it absolutely does. Okay. What is it? It sure does. What? What kind? Tennis. Okay, tennis. Now, have you have you played tennis? When I was little, I, I, I took lessons, and my dad tried to uh, push me. Okay. And I, I don't think he thought I was coordinating enough, and my brother was the athletic <laughs> one, and, okay. and he tried pushing him. <laughs> well, let's say you're at Wimbledon. Let's say both of us are there, and we saw we see someone serve. It's supposed to be in the opposite court, but it goes across the line. It's not inbounds. Um, and there's a judge. Do you have any idea what they yell, what the judge yells? 
see. Uh, well, norm, normally they they yell like what what the score is, like love or two all or, or, or uh, uh, love, you know love. They yell out when it's a tie. They when the score is tied. They, Mm-hmm. Well, in this case, if it's across the line, if it's outside the boundary line, they yell, fault. Fault. Okay. All right. Right? Now, the thing right. is, there was, those judges have been chosen because of their reputation for being accurate and fair-minded. And so that judge sits uninvited, elevated, above others, yelling fault, fault, fault. These are appropriate calls. However, the one with the critical spirit, you don't invite somebody to have a critical spirit, but they're there, and they're yelling fault in different ways, saying things that are actually untrue. And it's interesting, a person with a critical spirit is excessively negative in judging. There's a harshness in judging. And those who are criticizers judge others severely and unfairly, unfavorably. They are fault finders. Now think about a fault finder. Fault finders, that's typically all they find because they're not looking for anything else. They're looking for flaws. They're looking for defects. And they will present unreasonable criticism. Do you agree with me on what I've said? Yes, yes, I do do agree. Uh, And what's uh, interesting about this is uh, she has told me Thank you for not judging her. So at some point in her life, she was probably put under a microscope. Somebody uh-huh. was critical on her. Well, she had to get it somewhere. The, yep. So it would seem, and by the way, sometimes there can be a parent. <clears throat> you can grow up in a home. And if you look for the, what is called causation, the cause of people having a critical spirit uh, one of the clear causes can be those, well, a, a parent or a, a key person in that person's life who modeled that critical attitude, uh, and it's it can and therefore uh, they get used to it, and then with children more is caught than taught. So children then can become critical like a parent, if, if that's the case. And I'm not saying that for sure is the case. But what I'm saying to you is I would be cautious about getting closer if you're thinking that she might be a marriage partner in the future There can be things that would be very painful if they are not dealt with on this side of a a marriage. And I'm saying marriage only because you have been dating her for a year, and apparently there are some things that you like 
about her. And you can yes, see yes, yes. pluses I, in I her. Did. Yeah, you know, she said, we, we have stuff in common. She said, we had, had stuff in common. She said, God was the one that brought me, mm-hmm. brought, brought me to her. And uh, she, I, I had it, probably two days insinuated this to her before we went to the fair. I said, uh, you know, Jerry, we've been almost, we've been almost together for a year. Uh, can mm-hmm. we take this to a higher level? Because, well, I don't want to hurt you. So what happened out of, even though we weren't at a higher level, mm-hmm. two days later, I, I kind of know what, what she meant by I don't want to hurt you because I felt hurt, you know, plus putting that stuff on Facebook. Mm. Well, see, that's, um, mm. that is uh, inexcusable. I mean, it, you, you, that's wounding, and that's cruel. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, unacceptable put, put, putting that on Facebook. Yeah, and it's insensitive that, that, to feel that she has the right to basically attack your character and therefore hurt your reputation. Now, I hear, and I respect you, by the way, I, I understand that you do believe in having a forgiving spirit, and we are told to bear with each other and forgive whatever grievance we have against one another. And the scripture is, that's a Colossians 3.13, forgive as the Lord forgave you. But you can forgive, yeah. but this is where you need, the Bible says, and this is very clear, above all else, guard your heart. Guard your heart. You see, because people can reveal certain things in a dating relationship. If they're considering marriage, um, there needs to be a confirmation that the concept of marriage is that you are better with each other. Two people come together, and they are better because of being together. But if she, and, and so this needs to be contingent. It would be, you would be right. First of all, I, I respect you for calling because you're reaching out. You're saying, I want wisdom. Well, I'm, I'm in no way against her. I, I just am for God's will for you. That's what I'm caring about. And if it's right for you, it'll be right for her. But this means she's going to have some work to do. And the work is to work on how can she change these attacks, these negative, um, and, and I'm, I'm talking about this critical attack, because it can be so wounding, and then if you're once you're married, it's like, oh my goodness, what have I gotten myself into? And I would hurt for you. Right now, she would not be marriage material. Not that she can't become. There are people who can change, but they've got to be um, given help. In fact, I'm going to help you in this way. I'm going to send you what we call our keys. Um, our keys for living on the critical spirit. 
And I think you'll really appreciate it because we deal with definitions, characteristics, causes, and solutions. By the way, one of the causes is a wrong belief. The wrong belief, but then knowing what the right belief is. The wrong belief is my sense of significance is increased when I point out the wrongs of others. The fact that I believe I'm right justifies my criticism of others. See, people who have a critical spirit, they, many times, they don't see it that way because they're right. They think they're right. Now, they're not right about what they're doing because, again, going to the scripture that I mentioned to you before at the beginning, 1 Thessalonians 5.11, it says, Encourage one another and build each other up. So that needs to be something that she would have as her aim, where she would literally, I would, if I were talking with her, I would say, if you care about this relationship and if you care about other relationships, because it's not just you that she would be doing this to. Am I right about that? Um. Yeah, because other people, uh, you know, I've got to know her, her her sister in this year period better, and her in-law, and another friend. So I I, I, I see the critical part her her complaining about them. So I, yes, you are right. Okay. Well, you know, I, I call it having a black filter. A black filter takes a day scene on a camera, and you put a lens on. It's called a black filter, and now what you're seeing is a night scene. It changes the whole look, but it it was actually a day scene photograph that you were taking. Not you, but whoever's using that black filter. So instead of um, that wrong belief, the Bible says, You have no excuse, you who pass judgment on someone else, for at what point you judge others, you are condemning yourself, because you who pass judgment do the same thing. That's Romans 2, verse 1. Now, the right belief is when I'm critical of others, I'm actually exposing my own sin, because Christ lives in me, and He continually extends his mercy toward me, I will reflect his compassion and care for for others rather than criticizing others. So life is a series of choices. How she talks is a series of choices. Are you struggling with a difficult life issue? Maybe it's a family problem, a private struggle, or something in your past you've never resolved. The good news is you're not alone. Sometimes we need to talk things through with someone who will listen to our story and help make sense of what we're experiencing. For more than 20 years on Hope in the Night, June Hunt has listened to thousands of personal stories, heartaches, and challenges from people like you, and provided compassionate counsel from God's Word. No matter what the issue is, family, marriage, anxiety, abuse, grief, or just the daily stresses of work and life. June would love to talk with you and share help and hope through God's Word. 
If you'd like to talk with June on Hope in the Night, give us a call at 1-800-917. We'll protect your privacy and sharing your story might bless someone else's life. Give us a call today at 1-800-917. That's 1-800-644-4817. If you or a loved one are struggling with a difficult life issue, we want to encourage you to check out the free resources from June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart. At hopefortheheart.org forward slash free, you'll find over 50 free resources that you can download straight to your phone or computer. Our free PDF resources provide quick answers from God's Word on real-life issues, including anger, abuse, anxiety, family issues, forgiveness, and more. They are absolutely free and easy to access. Many of our listeners have found these to be helpful for overcoming personal challenges, and some have found them to be a useful ministry tool to share with others who need help with a personal struggle like guilt, stress, or worry. Whatever issue you or a loved one are facing, you can find helpful free resources at hopefortheheart.org forward slash free. That's hopefortheheart.org forward slash free. Welcome back to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we want to help you, and we want to help you help others. Our customer support team is available at 800-488-HOPE, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central, and they'll help guide you to God's hope through our resources. They want to help you to get the right uh, materials in your hands that maybe that would relate to something you're struggling with, and they can get you the right materials or resources from Hope for the Heart, or maybe as you help someone else in your life and uh, struggle they're having, our customer support team would like to help you to help them. So uh, get in touch with them, and we are recommending tonight the Keys for Living called Critical Spirit, Confronting the Heart of a Critic. We also have the Keys for Living that might interest you called Communication, Getting to the Heart of the Matter. And those and so many other resources are available as you call customer support. And their number, again, 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. Maybe there is a situation in your life you'd like to talk with June about and uh, something uh, specific. Uh, Maybe it has to do with communication or relationship issue. Maybe it's a theological question you have and you'd like to know about uh, maybe another group of uh, people calling themselves Christians knocking on your door and you'd like to know how to engage with them. We have resources on that as well. And and, uh, June would love to talk with you about any of those topics also. So uh, the number is 800 night 17 If you'd like to be on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night, you just call us and leave a message for us. We'll get back to you and schedule you for that upcoming program. The number again, 800 night 17 That's 800-644-4817. Returning now to our conversation with Charles. Well, my friend, I, I, I really am impressed with you. Um, you're not vengeful. You don't have a heart to retaliate, um, you know, returning evil for evil or attack for attack. And so often people uh, are that. That's what they do. If you attack me, I'll attack you. Um, That's not you. And I'll I'll tell you, you, have you ever done anything where the two of you would memorize a scripture? Let me think. The two of the two of us would uh, together where we would memorize a scripture. Um, 
Well, I, I would share some, some some with her, and like she would say something about the you know the Bible, and I, I would say you know you know no that it's not true. It says this this verse, for example. So I, mm-hmm. I would hope she would memorize it, but to do it in an effective way, like uh, let's like you say it out aloud three times, or I say it aloud three times mm-hmm. to help you remember stuff. And mm-hmm. we're not really in that in that aspect. No, that makes sense. You know, I started out not knowing any scripture. I remember uh, I, I'd never even well at first <laughs> I'd never even opened a Bible. And uh, I was stunned when I saw students in high school who knew Scripture. And I, I, it was uh, kind of, you, the, the expression goes, you know, it, it blew my mind at that time. I thought, how do they even know, how, how do they know where to go in the Bible? Because I had not even opened a Bible. And... As time went on, I was so impressed that these students could back up what they said with the Bible. Um, And the the first time I saw that, someone said something about people being born with the sin nature. And uh, I I said, oh, well, I, I don't believe that. I believe everyone is born good. Well, I had been in another kind of a church, and uh, it wasn't biblical. There was no Bible. And uh, immediately, um, uh, one of the people in the group that was, we were standing talking, and, and this person said, well, uh, actually, the Bible says, um, surely I have been a sinner from birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. I thought, how on earth could she just give an answer? Surely I have been a sinner from birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. I was absolutely stunned. That's um, Psalm 51, 5. Psalm fifty-one five, and well, one, some, one, one, uh, one that's uh, like that, but a shorter, easier to remember. But it's it's just the same thing as in Job. Humans are born into trouble. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, they are, they are. But you know, you just think, my goodness. In fact, there are a number of other scriptures, as you just pointed out. Um, uh, likewise, Psalm fifty-eight three. Because uh, I, I I started I was fascinated again, even from birth, the wicked go astray. From the womb, they are wayward and speak lies. What that means is that they have a a sin nature. In other words, it's natural for them to uh, not be truthful and sure. to choose wrong. And we inherit that from Adam. Now, I didn't know anything about inherited anything, you know, but but my point is it was the Word of God that convicted me, and later I became a Christian. Sure, and absolutely. And so my, my thought is 
uh, and and since I didn't know scripture, um, I wrote down on a three by five card a number of scriptures because I, now I'm being exposed, and uh, I, I remember distinctly. Uh, it's walking by walking you and saying it out loud. You memorize much faster than just reading it by yourself and not even saying it out loud. It's uh, You walk and you memorize in rhythm. I, I remember uh, one of the first ones I did, I think the first one I did was, Let no unwholesome word proceed out of your mouth, but only such a word as is good for building others up according to the need of the moment that you may give grace to those who hear. that I'm saying that because that's appropriate for what we just are talking about, but my, my, that, that's a very long one, and that's no, normally not one I would initially. Yeah, yeah and exactly. But, um, for example, let me tell you one that would be super. Colossians 4, verse 6. If, if you said, why don't we just walk and memorize Scripture? Colossians 4, 6 says, Let your conversation be always full of grace. By the way, grace is a gift we don't deserve. That's what all grace means. It's a given a, give a gift we don't deserve. Or we give someone a gift we don't that they don't deserve. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so yeah. you may know how to answer everyone. See, this could be helpful to her. It would challenge her. But it'd also be good for you. But just say we can memorize it together. Let's let's walk, you know, like for thirty minutes or something like that. Um, and I I remember doing that. And I I would have these scriptures. Now I was doing this in my twenties, not not yet when I was. Uh, I I think I'm right about this. Uh, but I know I needed, I needed to learn scripture, and so I just had, I write them out on these cards, and some people print them out. But um, what do you think about that as a project that both of you would uh, do together? Well, it'd be great. Like I mentioned, I haven't uh, talked uh, in turn twenty one days, but she did send me a text saying, "What are you asking me? What I was doing." So next time I have a, a normal conversation, if it's a text or phone call, I'll, I'll run that fire. And obviously, it's not that you both have to do it together. She can do it by herself. But I'm just trying to say, or what I am saying is, if this is not dealt with, she's going to have trouble in her life. Because sure, sure, no, sure. no one likes to be the recipient of someone else's critical spirit. And I'll tell you what, I don't trust it, because even if somebody's not being critical of me, I know it's just a matter of time that I will be their target. They could so easily I think, turn against me. I think people me. generally, and I don't know if this is part of the sinful, nation, but, sinful nature, but they, uh, they, they put themselves in a comfort zone on relationships too early title themselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? 
Yes, but it's this is not kind. This is not what the Bible gives as the fruit of the Spirit. <clears throat> the, the fruit of the Spirit is love. And, and when, when you became a true, authentic Christian, and I'm sure. sensing that you are a true, authentic Christian, at that very moment, based on Ephesians um, 13, 1, 13 and 14, you were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. So what does he do in you? He produces fruit. What's the fruit? Love. Joy. Yeah, patience, self-control, long-suffering. Yes, exactly. So if that's not where she is, either she doesn't have the Spirit of Christ in her, and that's what she needs. She needs actually a personal, life-changing relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And if she were to be totally be yielded and she allows the Lord to work in her life, the Spirit of God would convict her. And more and more, she will sin less and less. She's not sinless. I'm not sinless. But we do sin less. <laughs> and so... Um, and by the way, I would be happy to talk with her on Hope in the Night if you think that that would be beneficial. But, you know, she may not be interested. But most of all, she needs not just to change life through Christ, but to live out that. And, and to, the, the objective for all us, us all, meaning God's purpose for us all, is Romans 8.29. We are predestined to be conformed to the character of Christ. And yeah. more and more, if she literally yields herself to Christ, then she will less and less have that critical spirit that wounds others. So you have yes, a right yes. to be concerned, and I'm impressed with you. Just be very cautious, my friend, and however we can help you, it would be a pleasure, a privilege to do that. You are good-hearted. And I really respect you. Um, I will uh, be giving, sending you our material on the critical spirit. And that is uh, a, a, a challenge for us all. Um, in this case, it's confronting the heart of a critic. But she's, I think she's going to need help. And uh, uh, she, this is something that, and, and by the way, there are a number of questions in here that will help her, you might want to give it to her uh, when we send it to you, after you read it. It could be helpful for her to have a copy for herself. But most of all, I'm so glad we are able to talk. I appreciate yeah. you. You continue to hang on to hope, my friend. We will send our keys for living on critical spirit called Confronting the Heart of a Critic. We'll send that to tonight's caller, and we're able to do that free of charge because of your generous support of this ministry. If you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and to keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash givehope, and we thank you for that. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and our materials and past programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. 
Also, our program can be found on all major podcast platforms. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope. The preceding program was pre-recorded.